I'm so conscious of my laugh now. Do you know what someone described my laugh as who listened to the podcast? You know that um, doctor on The Simpsons and he has that weird chuckle? You know, he goes like, <laughs> like that. Someone described me as a female version of the doctor on The Simpsons when I, Simpsons when I laugh. And now I'm really conscious about it. <laughs> Hi everyone, um, welcome to episode three of Life Without the Edit with me, Poppy and Lauren. It makes me really sad that this was supposed to be my intro this week and it's been taken off for me because apparently I sound like a McDonald's drive through person, just like, hi guys, can I take your order? You know what, Lauren, um, they've actually just opened up some McDonald's drive throughs so um, you know now that uh, you've got a bit of time on your hands, you could... Uh, Roll on over there and get yourself a job. Thanks. <laughs> oh, by the way, Lauren, I saw that it was your mum's birthday. Was it last week or the weekend before? But um, put a picture with you and your mum. You guys look like sisters. Do you think? Okay, so I have such a big issue with people talking about my mum because um, I think I was about like 17 and my like guy friends came up to me and they were like, how does it feel having a mum that's bitter than you? Oh. That was a burn. Oh, my goodness. And there was a time when um, we went into Sainsbury's um, and she got ID'd and I didn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was a nice day. We actually all got, like, dressed up. So I put, like, a full face of makeup on. I didn't send you a picture of this, actually. I was going to, but I was actually mortified. Um, I say that I put a full face of makeup on. I tried to. I've actually forgotten how to. It's been that long. I was trying to be a bit um, like adventurous and do something a bit different, particularly with my eyebrows, because I feel like my eyebrows are just really, really average. So I fancy like a bit of a like fluffier look. So I put um, <laughs> I'd seen some like tutorials of people using these particular brushes and they look like a mascara brush. So I assumed people were just putting mascara on their eyebrows to like give it that like that bigger look. So I just put mascara on my eyebrows. Um <laughs> what wait you have blonde hair mascara is black yeah so um I can safely say I I didn't achieve the look I was going for it just kind of looked like I had like two chubby slugs crawling across my face I'm sorry Lauren I just I don't know what went through your mind at that moment going yeah I'm gonna put mascara on my eyebrows that'll work like I know it's like when you um have you ever like seen a really gorgeous model like wearing a nice dress and then you wear it and then you order it and think that you're going to look like the supermodel does and you don't look anything like it. it was like that with the eyebrows but yeah that was um a little bit of a nightmare yeah it sounds it um so putting your chubby slugs aside we want to move straight into our topic today because we've got tons and tons to talk about yeah so this week's topic um has come at a time uh, that we've obviously we've now been told what like, three times by bother that lockdown's been extended as it should um however that's now a very long time like we are nearly in double figures of the amount of weeks we have spent with the same few people whether that be your family if you're isolating at home or with a partner or that you know housemate that you found on spare room that you didn't mind sharing a flat with as you didn't think you'd be seeing them in that much whoever it may be this is kind of now a testing period for all of us. Would you agree, Poppy? 
Yeah, definitely. Because lockdown, it's a time where we've all been dealing with like our own anxieties, our own pressures and our own needs. And I think it's also now a time that we've actually really had to sort of learn about others and how to coexist with other people and pretty intensely because I'm talking like 24 hours a day in the same house um and like we're not taking those breaks we're not going to work we're not seeing friends we're not having those appointments and I think it's just yeah it's pretty it's pretty intense for most of us yeah massively I think for me like it's just such a commitment in deciding who you like feel it would be best to isolate with I know that so many of my friends are and ahhing about whether to isolate with a partner or not or go home it's just so difficult isn't it like because let's be honest who wants to spend all their time with their boyfriend or girlfriend or all their time with a mum and dad no one wants like you want like a nice little mixture of everyone so you can like pick and choose when that person you're with at that present moment like starts grating on you and that's when you escape to see the other people in your life do you know what I mean yeah, it's nice to get a variety, like a pick a mix. I was thinking of it like a pick a mix, a yeah. pick a mix of people. Yeah, like no one, no one goes to a pick a mix counter and just fills their bag like with fills one sweet. Those, fills of like those foam bananas. You don't just get a bag of one thing. Oh, I don't like the foam bananas. All those horrible pink shrimps. They are the best things in there. Anyway, anyway. but yeah, I think it's yeah, it's it's really difficult, and I think. You know, I've had people that are also, you know, know people that are tied, you know, because they're, say they're living in a flat with their, their boyfriend. Like one of my friends said to me, she was living in a flat with her boyfriend, but she was like, we don't get sun in the flat. Like we don't have a garden. We don't have outdoor space. And then her mom kind of said, oh, well, why don't you two move back? And her boyfriend was like, I don't really want to go back and live with your mom. And my friend literally turned to him and went, look, I'm going without you. <laughs> like, I need a garden. I need more space. Like I'm going mad in this kind of dark flat. And he ended up going with her. But like, those are kind of the choices people are having to kind of make. You've got to decide what's kind of right for you to keep you kind of going and, and sane during That's this time. That's it, isn't it though? Like it's that thing of having other rooms to be in or like a garden to go into and stuff and like other people to see sunlight I just love sunlight like I'm like one of those little you know those little tortoises that go on and they just bask under like a lamp or something like I'm just I need that I need I follow the sun tortoises sit under lamps oh if you have them as a (laughs) not in the world if you have them as a pet but yeah that is why I could not stay well I couldn't stay in my flat in London because for me not enough sunlight Yeah, same with me. Um, But I was actually wanting to talk to you about, so there's a thing that people are saying, and I guess this is when you're sort of forced to sort of live with people quite intensely, is this thing called quarantine etiquette. Have you heard of it? Oh. So it's kind of like these new kind of, you know, like etiquette is obviously normally those things that are like traditional, but it's kind of enforced through shame. So, like, you don't do certain behaviours because people will be like, oh, how shameful. Like, it's kind of the same thing, but there's, like, these new quarantine etiquettes and kind of ways to do things. So I wanted to, like, test you on your, like, quarantine etiquette. Okay, so if you're on, like, a Zoom call with someone, okay, and you're just like, oh, I can't be, oh, I just don't want to talk to this person anymore. But like, 
they know that you've got nowhere else to be or nothing else to do that evening how do you end the call yeah I had this the other night actually where um the conversation had kind of like naturally ran its course and slash I was a bit bored and I was like wait so how, how do I end it so I have um on a few occasions started pretending that um <laughs> pretending that my parents are calling from downstairs like what what mom I, I can't hear you dad what uh, oh yeah okay I'll, I'll be down in a sec and then I'm like oh god I'm so so sorry I've got to go my mum and dad are having some issues with the tumble dryer I need to go help them out and then you're done oh that's that's all right so I what I do is so obviously when you're in on these like video calls they drain your battery so if I know I've got a video call I just don't charge my battery for that (laughs) and then because it drains them so fast right then it um obviously you'll go low battery and now it's so good your phone tells the other person when you're low on battery so it'll make a noise and then it informs the other person it'll be like Poppy's phone is on battery and then you can generally be like oh my phone's about it's about to die oh I don't know where I put my charger oh I guess I better go that is genius so you purposefully drain your battery so you don't have to talk to your friends well no but like what I do is I just I won't go into a zoom call with 100% battery (laughs) (laughs) okay so I've got another one for you so obviously at the moment we're all home, right? We've lived with family, uh, friends, whatever. So people just generally aren't showering as much. Fact. Is that a fact? Yes, Lauren, it's a fact. <laughs> so you're with someone who's not showering that much. How do you politely tell them that they need to shower more? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's a particularly polite way of telling someone to shower more i think that's best easier with family but not really if you're like with housemates or flatmates that you don't know as well or they're just friends of yours i don't know it's difficult i think you'd have to tell them lauren that or regularly spray the house with the breeze and hope hope they realize maybe (laughs) some sort of polite and indirect way of letting them know but yeah that's uh that's (laughs) That's got to be the most passive-aggressive way of telling someone that they smell, surely. I know, but that's quarantine etiquette, Lauren. It's being indirect, keeping your manners up. I see. Do you have anything to add to the mix? No, I haven't got... I can't think of any myself, but I have seen quite a few things this week of what quarantine is now driving people to do. Like, (laughs) did you see? There was... um, There's someone who's created a restaurant for squirrels. What? Yeah. No, so he's um this guy, he was um furloughed, so he has a lot of time on his hands. Uh and he decided to dedicate his time to building mini picnic benches for squirrels in his back garden. But I love this idea. I might try it with like the pigeons we get outside and see if it's a sturdy enough business plan because it's like did you ever play those restaurant games or waitress games where you were younger and you'd like pretend to serve all the tables? Right, what, are you going to do that with pigeons? Or anything, but just, like, to, like, set up your tables and, like, be the waitress. I'll just, I'll be in my element again. (laughs) But I don't understand. So, did he create mini picnic benches and put little, like, um, 
crofts like spotty crofts over them like how did he how did he do that for the squirrels yeah so he um you'll have to look up the picture but there's like little like wood planks that he's made out of the picnic benches that's so adorable i actually like i love that we've got like two resident squirrels in our garden and we've got a dog here at the family home and he's he's a big dog and he hates squirrels and me and the squirrels now have have a code and they know what it means and it means that I'm going to let my dog outside in the garden so they need to like hop on you know like get into the trees like leap for safety so every time I go to like let my dog out I do this double tap on the glass and it's like morse code they know and they hear the double tap off they go and they run up into the trees and so me and some squirrels we've got some communication happening I thought I thought you were gonna say something like you give like the squirrels like a siren or something like a squirrel siren like (laughs) no I haven't gone that far it's just like a double tap just a double tap on the pane but they they know what it means they know so they grab the last of their peanuts mate off they run so I'm nearly there. I'm nearly on par with this man. I can communicate to them. He's You're just feeding them. The squirrel whisperer. Squirrel whisperer. That is me. <laughs> but I have heard some like weird things as well that people are doing. Apparently, this woman, and I don't actually know why. I just sort of I read about it. But she turned she turned up to Waitrose in a in a Zorb ball. I saw this. Okay, so the picture. Have you seen the picture? Well, is, is she just like wheeling around in her, her she big ball? She is rolling down those aisles in a Zorb ball. And what I don't understand is, I just don't understand the logistics that don't make sense. Like, how does she pick up her items? And does she have like a trolley in there? Also, like the aisles can be really narrow. I could just like see her like dragging everything off the shelves as she rolls. It just doesn't work. She's rolling around in there. Surely your food's going to be just rolling around oh, with so you. Do you... Think, do you do you think like, that the Zorb is her trolley? So the, she just puts the items in there and they roll with her? Well, there's no way she can push a trolley with a ball. Like, inside well, these are the ball. questions I've been asking myself, Poppy. So I also, um, yeah, I just, I actually think it could be a bit of a genius idea because there's always this thing in a shop where you're like, oh, like, who's going to go? Like, oh, who's going to have their turn down the aisle? This way, she's just like, coming through. Oh, yeah, she gets she gets full right away in that Zorb ball. And how do you even get through, like, self-checkout? It's not that wide. Oh, that's true. She's probably... Up- no, I don't know. So many questions. So, I have so, so many. many logistical questions. Who knows? Okay, so I have one more, which I thought was really, really cute. And I also think a totally acceptable quarantine etiquette because he's being really resourceful and using what he has. Um, but, yeah, basically, a man asked his neighbour out using a drone... Isn't that a little bit creepy, though? Doesn't that mean he, like, flew it above her house and into her garden? Oh, yeah, but it's, like, it's kind of the modern-day uh, version of, like, a message in a what? bottle. He me. Maybe this time he was in and it's got him to self-reflect and he realised, I quite like my neighbour and I'm going to ask her out, but I can't go round and knock, so I'm going to send her a little message in a card from my my drone this is where poppy's just like sat out with the squirrels waiting for a drone to come over (laughs) both my neighbors are quite old so i'm not going to be asked out by them i'm afraid 
but I so thought it was sweet. sweet. Okay, so I think we've realised that me and you, Lauren, share some very different views on quarantine etiquette and what's acceptable. But looping back to our main topic, um, so yeah, me and Lauren basically want to talk about all the coping mechanisms or the lengths that we're all going through, not only to stay sane with ourselves, but obviously with the housemates that we're living with. So like Lauren mentions, whether that's family, friends, or your partner. Um, but I've actually like, was doing some reading into this. And I just think like, obviously, we're going to talk about um, how a lot of us obviously are sort of complaining about the people that we're living with. But I think that's interesting, is that actually, Oh, this is going to be a really depressing fact, Lauren, but it's super, super true. Uh, are you ready for I it? I mean, I'm going to have to say yes, aren't I? So go ahead. So people who have weaker social relationships are 50% more likely to die than other people. Right. Hear me out. So that means that basically if you're lonely, even in a short period of time, so say you were like isolating by yourself and you're lonely, Apparently, that's as bad for you as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So actually, people should be happy if they've got someone to, to go back and isolate with whoever they are, because basically it's it's helping uh, keep your health up. Yeah, fair enough. I think we have different like, a yeah, you're, you, you see more of the positives in all this, don't you? I try. I try and be a positive person, Lauren. That's not saying I'm a negative Nancy. I'm just saying you're like the real positive Peter in all this. Yeah, I guess for me, and I think this sounds so negative, I feel like this whole situation is a bit of a like make or break. for. But I think this is in terms of like for couples um, who've chosen to isolate together, particularly if you haven't been together like years and years. I saw um, a quote from someone the other day. I can't remember where it's from. And um, they were isolate. They're isolating with their partner. And they said, it's like putting all of our issues into a frying pan and really heating them up. Oh, wow. That's an intense I think quote. That's quite a nice metaphor in a way. Not nice, but a good metaphor. It's a time where you're learning every little thing about that person and the way they are and the way they live. And it's where you might start like questioning their little habits um, and asking yourself, like, was my other half or was this irritating? I drove past a house the other day. Um, that had a big banner up it um, outside it saying husband for sale she's auctioning him off oh oh god well hopefully it's a hopefully joke it's right a joke. and I think it's in a way quite nice to make light of these kind of things in this situation just to kind of have that sort of light relief I don't know but yeah there are, I've got a friend who um she's currently put her boyfriend on a sex ban because he plays call of duty too much and i said to her well i think we we're having a conversation um a few weeks ago and i said she could accidentally snip a few essential wires and that um could sort of be problem solved but she said it might end in domestic murder so she decided against that but yeah it's it's having its toll on couples i think particularly i guess for those couples who don't have like lots of different rooms to be in with each other and stuff where they're kind of in the same few rooms 24 hours a day actually wait just going back to your like friend i really don't think she should go cutting those wires on the xbox like i'm not a gamer but i know some boys they can take that stuff so seriously and they get really into it with like their their headpieces and and chatting with their friends. So like, yeah, it's very precious it to many is men. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know like couples that are now sort of 
kind of new couples in, a lot of them um, have been telling me that one of the main things that they're trying to do, like to keep kind of, I guess, sparks alive or something like that is, you know, if you need the toilet. Because normally, like, I think in a new relationship, a lot of people avoid, um, I would say, going to the toilet toilet. You know what I mean by the toilet toilet? Uh, Like a number two toilet. Yeah, I was trying to be like nice and call it the toilet toilet, like double toilet, uh, number two. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Um, I think early in a relationship, a lot of people would avoid that. And obviously, if you're now quarantined together, you can't avoid that. And so I know like a lot of couples now that they have a, a kind of code where if they're going to go to that type of toilet, they're like put a bit of music up, like give each other like this eye, like as in like, don't go no, near that toilet for a while kind of thing so i mean each to their own keeping the sparks That's alive hideous though as if you have to put the music up loud to like give each other the toilet time um my when i because obviously we put out um a thing uh this week on our social media saying about um can we have people's stories sent in um that like if they've had any like struggles and one came in and one was about farting in bed. So I know it's not a nice topic to talk about, so we'll move on quite quickly. But um, boys seem to think that farting in confined environments is, like, funny and enjoyable for both. Can I just confirm to all of those men? It's not. Like, is it is it called a Dutch oven when, you, when a boy does... Or I say boy, I don't think a girl would do this, but when, like, they, like trap it under the duvet and then let the other half smell it oh do you know what there's just nothing worse because like the duvet like wraps wraps the air up like it's got no escape and it just festers in there it's like a gas chamber boys think it's okay to do that and my brother um he's been with his girlfriend i think seven or eight years now and he says that if uh she farted he would be absolutely disgusted and she's never farted in seven or eight years but he can fart all the time is that fair that is not fair i'm sorry um all equal here like if he can fart she can fart and it's the same level of disgustingness like i'm sorry as much as like us we obviously do try to keep things like fresh in a relationship at the end of the day seven or eight years in like god you can't keep hiding that stuff is like a that bad stomach cramp she must have had the poor girl poor girl yeah right. <laughs> moving on from this topic <laughs> um so i i actually heard a really really nice well, I say it's nice, but um, I don't know. It's nice, I guess, how how you kind of look at it. There was this woman that um, was trying to us the other day um, when we social distance, of course, two metres apart. Um, and she was uh, telling us that this kind of whole sort of period of time, like she usually works during the day. Her husband works at night. She's like, yeah, literally for the last 15 years, we've just barely seen each other so she was like obviously quarantining we're both um furloughed we're finally spending time with each other and she was like yeah I'm realizing that I actually like my husband so I didn't think I liked him because I barely saw him but she was like yeah now we're actually having fun that's nice that's a good realization for her to come to that she likes her husband it was a bit worrying that she spent 15 years not knowing whether she's liked him or not but I guess it's nice that she's now discovering that 
she actually does. She can confirm she likes the man she marries. That's good. Yeah, she can confirm. So, yeah, there are some, like, nice things happening. But um, obviously, because, obviously, lots of partners are now together, quarantine, very, very intense. And there's a lot of love experts, I don't know what we call them, um, giving advice. Um, So I've got three bits of advice that apparently relationship experts are telling couples to do. So the first, it it was very, (laughs) this is very yogi. So, you know, you're going to have something to Mm. say about this. Uh, But the first advice is use your hands. And apparently anything with your hands stimulates the heart chakra and can calm the nervous system so like cooking together all of this it reduces anxiety and will stop you like snipping at each other apparently what's a heart chakra okay i actually don't really know (laughs) it's something to do with yoga and like yoga breathing and it's like the resting uh, yeah I, I don't want to. someone's gonna write in and tell me I've got this so wrong so I'm gonna I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead <laughs> so yeah you, you use your hands in your relationship that's um that's a good piece of advice thanks for that one Poppy okay what's what's the, what's the second use one use your hands okay um the second one is dates nights need to continue and make sure you put on effort so like put on some pants put on like clothes you know a lot of us are just not like bothering you know we're going around like half naked or you know in trackies or something like put some effort in do a dinner do something like still have your date nights put on some pants (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I agree with that one it's actually really sweet my dad and my mum would always do um date night on Wednesday nights um and my dad recreated it this week uh, a few weeks ago and like basically turned um our little shed down the bottom of the garden into like a candlelit restaurant and um, ordered in like her favourite takeaway food. He relit their relationship. So yeah, definitely agree with that one. That's so cute. Yeah, we're so single. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay, so the last tip from experts is to make a schedule. So like, to keep all your time separate. I think this applies to anyone, not just couples, actually. But actually say, okay, this is time that we're going to work. This is time that we're going to play. This is time for dinner. Do you know what I mean? Time for playing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good to schedule in time, specific time, so they don't merge into one. I think when that all merges and gets confused is when you just get, you just get no, aggy. No, I, I totally agree with you on this. Um, and also, I think... Um, distinguishing the weekend as well like on a Friday night I will like put on like a bit of mascara and my jeans and actually like have some drinks and kind of so it's not like it all merges into one just so you actually feel like you've got something to work towards towards the end of the week if you get me yeah no I get you I'll try and do that as well like I always try to pour myself like a really nice different drink on a Friday night or like just an ultra big glass of wine just to identify. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's definitely night. the latter, isn't it? It's just like a, a red wine bottle and a straw for Poppy on a Friday night. Yeah, I could I could easily have a bottle of red. Red to me is just, it's the best drink. It's, it Honestly, it's the best drink in existence. An Argentinian Malbec any day. Oh my God, you would get on so well with my dad. 
honestly, advice to everyone, if you never know what red wine to order on a menu, get an Argentinian Malbec. You will never be disappointed. Quality all the time. And it's never the most expensive. It's like a good middle range. So you don't look cheap. You're not cashing out. You're getting a good quality. There right, we go. Right, I, I love a bit of a preach, Poppy. But we have definitely gone to many bars before and said, can we have your cheapest red? Okay, well, I was hoping you wouldn't tell people that. Or, <laughs> but, yeah, we're always like, house red. Have you got a house red? <laughs> like, the house red is always better than the house white, though. Because a house white, you are almost like 90% guaranteed to get a Chardonnay. And no one ever wants a Chardonnay. Do you know, um, some parents name their kids Chardonnay. If that was you, you'd be raging. No, I'm sorry. I mean, it's a fine name, but I just, I don't like the wine and I just couldn't. I think it's like the thing where if you know and dislike someone, you wouldn't call your kids after that. Like I know and dislike the wine. So I just couldn't call my child after that. You just call them like an Argentinian red. Yeah, just Malbec or Mal for short. Just imagine like calling him in the park. Malbec, Malbec. <laughs> Shiraz, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. <laughs> no, that would be yours. Yours can be the yours can be like Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I can't name any more wines. Well, anyway, there you go. There is Poppy's three tips from the love experts. Have a date night, use your hands, and um, leave time for playing. And wear pants. That's tip number one wear pants okay so moving on from uh partners and isolating with your other half obviously not everyone is in that same situation by any means and i think a lot of people i guess particularly at our age um so kind of what the millennial age a lot of people are moving back home to isolate just i guess for things we've mentioned it a little bit but having more rooms to be able to go in more family around and i think particularly in london like both for you and me poppy it's nice to kind of get away from that because it is kind of a little bit more intense um there so obviously we both decided to isolate at home which is what we're doing at the moment poppy right decision or wrong decision uh totally the right decision for me so like i just like the stability of home and being with my family and like we've probably established i think like both me and you we love to be around people and i think like because everyone's so stressed right now there's so much uncertainty i think it's kind of natural i think if you i guess um being single I guess sort of to turn to like family and the people that are closest to you at these kind of times and I think you know people do it at other times in their life like when they're you know in a crisis when they've maybe gone through a breakup or lost their job or something you always kind of go back to home it's like a really nice familiar comforting place so yeah obviously it comes with its uh, ups and downs like obviously being an adult and then moving back in with your parents but overall it's been it's been good for me yeah no I totally agree it's just like all those home comforts and we love sort of all of that don't we um I'm the same I'm very much like a family girl and everything so it's nice to kind of have all that around um I think it's also the thing of like it's difficult for some people I think a lot of people obviously our age have already 
moved out like gone to uni or whatever moved into flats after getting first second third jobs or whatever um and have kind of done the official like fly the nest stage so it's a bit what like going backwards like returning to the nest it's hard no i mean i was i was reading on some um reading up on some stuff about millennials moving back home for lockdown (laughs) poor girl this one girl uh she said my mum interrupted a work zoom call to tell me off oh to tell her off i don't think my mum would be brave enough to do that i think she'd be clever about it if she wanted to make a point um so she'd like just start like passive aggressively start hoovering the ceiling corners outside the room or something she wouldn't be that bold coming in and stopping my work call to tell me off no no and like i think no my mum she's been great actually she's not she's not interrupted any of my work calls she just did it for the first time the other day I remember I was on I was on a call with the the legal team at work I was on a video call as well and I could come I could see (laughs) she kind of popped her head in the room and I was like don't don't look at her because I need to look at the screen like they can see me and then she was trying to like signal to me that they were like taking the dog for a walk and she was like using her fingers as like little legs and trying to indicate that they were going for a walk and then when I was just not acknowledging her she started waving at me and then I was just like (laughs) I think that's the only time I've been a bit frustrated and that's it so all in all we've been pretty good here oh bless her she sounds so cute (laughs) Yeah. It was in you know what it was really really sweet but I was just like I was afterwards I was just like it's really difficult when you're on video calls because you don't want to be that person that's like quite obviously trying to chat to someone else like just be like sorry, sorry boss can you just like hold that thought my mum's wanting to talk to me for a second give me one sec <laughs> yeah can I just mute you for a minute one second <laughs> so with my family we've actually done like okay most of the time to try and not get on each other's nerves too much for like the sake of all of our sanities but my main struggle has been and I know that I'm not going to have many fans when I say this I need a little bit of time away from my dog now I know this sounds wrong and cold-hearted and inhumane like who on earth would say something like that but honestly this dog is the neediest dog you could ever meet he follows me around the house wherever I go and to the point where he doesn't let me go to the toilet alone. He follows me in quick enough before I have the chance to shut him out and he just sits there and looks up at me as I go to the toilet. Now, everyone needs a bit of time to themselves and he takes that one time away from me when I go um, to the toilet. I just, it's it's difficult. And like even things like when I like go um, and exercise down like in our shed at the bottom of the garden, he'll claw at the door until I let him in um, and when I eventually like give up and let him in, as soon as I'm on the floor for any exercise, he will find a way to sit on me no matter what I'm doing. It's just, it's too much, 24-7. Like, do you remember when you'd like go away and then come back and then you'd get like and the most amazing welcome from your dog and it'd be the best thing ever? That excitement from our relationship is just gone. So I think we need to work on getting that back when lockdown is over, to be honest. Do you know what? I I don't know what it is, but like I've had my dog once walking on me when I was on the toilet and it's you feel really weirdly like vulnerable I don't know what it is about there's just they have no idea what's happening they don't know that you're on the toilet but you suddenly feel very uncomfortable at the whole situation because they just stare at you and you're like stop looking <laughs> they're looking at everything like there's I know 
I mean, I, I don't think I could say I've ever felt vulnerable around my King Charles Cavalier. I think that was like the wrong word to use. But you know, I'm like, just when they just stare at you and you're just like, stop staring at me. But that's only happened to me once. And it disturbs me that your dog is walking in on you regularly on the toilet, Lauren, because do not shut your door. No, no, I promise you, he literally like runs in before I have the chance to. So he like waits for me because he sees where I'm heading and then like runs down the corridor, sprints in and sits and waits. It's as if we have like some sort of emotional connection when I go to the toilet, but we don't. He thinks we do, but I don't. Daring into your eyes. <laughs> Lauren, I think that's really impressive though, if your only like qualm about lockdown so far really has been with your dog. Yeah, to be fair, it has actually been all good. Um, oh, apart from the only thing is try sharing a bathroom with two boys. And not for the obvious reasons of them being like unclean or whatever. But it's, is there a little attempts at lad chat that they have? So on multiple occasions, they've talked about having sword fights with you know, their, their dipsticks. You know, oh my God, I didn't know what to call them. Isn't a dipstick like a Teletubby? Wait, sorry. Yes, wait, rewind, please. Okay, yeah, a dipstick is a Teletubby. But what, are they having this conversation in the bathroom? But do you understand what I'm saying by this? So, like, I think a lad chat, like, lads just sort of talk about having sword fights when they go for a wee and just, like, they start, like, treating them like lightsabers and just, like, washing them around the room. Washing is not the right word, Um, like bashing them against oh my god i can't think of any adjective to describe flapping them. them flapping them around the bathroom at each other oh do you know what maybe this is an insight of what happens in a like men's urinals you know like do they do they do this when they're like in a public toilet and peeing yeah do you yeah could you imagine the thing is though like could you imagine women saying the equivalent to each other like let's have a boob bash it just we don't do that (laughs) anyway yeah anyway um so obviously we've spoken about um when you're quarantining with your partner or if you're quarantining with family and the last kind of I guess group that you can quarantine with is your friends and um people are calling it not quarantine they're calling it quarantine like T-E-A-M, so like a team. And um, people sometimes have been like picking friends, maybe that they didn't live with to begin with, but to quarantine with, if that makes sense. So I was thinking if, do you remember that game um, called Dream Dinner Guest, Lauren? Yeah, where you choose like your favourite people that you'd want to have have around for dinner. Yeah, so I sorry, I I just explained that, but I think it's pretty much was all in the title already. But sorry, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically self-explanatory. Um, but basically, what I was thinking is, okay, who would we what choose to be our dream quarantine? So if we could choose three people, so this can be anyone. They can be alive or dead. I know some people pick like. I don't know, Shakespeare or something. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Um, But they can be alive or dead. They can be male, female, anyone. You don't have to know them. Who would be your dream quarantine? Oh. 
okay. Have you got three? I think I've got three, yeah. Okay, let's um you you start. Um and do we want to do what you do your three or one by one or what? Yeah, let's do one each. Okay. In turn. Yeah, you go you go first. Okay. So my first quarantine member I think would be Dolly Parton. <laughs> because you know who Dolly Parton is, right? Yes, thank you, Poppy. Nine to five. Yeah, nine to five. Because I just think, one, I do love her music. I do like a bit of country music. So I do love her music. Two, she plays the guitar and she could totally teach me the guitar. And I'm trying to learn nine to five on acoustic guitar anyway. So that ticks two boxes. And also, I just think she'd be super interesting. And we have a nice little sing along before and after meals in the evenings, little guitar session perfect you've created a right little picture in your head haven't you that's actually a really good shout to be fair you're thinking about developing your skills at the same time as the entertainment aspect always always okay so i'll I'll give mm, okay okay so i've got to think about this practically so three people and they'd all need to kind of be able to offer me different things and fulfill different needs of mine so okay so okay so first and foremost why are you laughing you're like fulfill different needs of mine and I was just like where is she leading with this but I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go to be quite honest I'm not too sure yet we'll see okay so first and foremost I need to um, have someone to feed me up. Okay, so my cooking is very uninspiring and undeveloped. Um, So I'd want someone who every day could lift my spirits through the power of uh, food. So, okay, I don't know, I'm going to go with a chef. And I'm thinking someone who can offer a bit of comedy and charisma at the same time. You don't want like a boring, like boring chef that's not going to talk to you at the same time and like keep you entertained so I'm thinking Gino DeCampo is that Gino DeCampo oh thank goodness I thought you were going to say Gordon Ramsay and I was about to disown you but I totally Gino DeCampo I'm on par with I love that guy um yeah Gordon Ramsay popped into my head first of all but I was like I don't want to be called an idiot sandwich have you seen that where he (laughs) he puts someone in between two pieces of bread and just says what are you and she goes an idiot sandwich (laughs) <laughs> no but he would he would definitely call you an idiot sandwich oh thank you okay so i'm gonna go with gino um he's just so funny and i love italian food as well so he would be my first i like that choice okay let's go on to yours what's your second choice okay so my second choice so this was really really it was well it was easy and tough and hopefully you're gonna let me right so obviously i would have to invite dwayne johnson obviously he like provides me the look factor and the comedic factor all in one but I really love him in like films with Kevin Hart's like Jumanji and Central Intelligence and they do so many films together that they almost come as a duo so would you let me like have both as one because they're like a duo because I feel like you could chat and they'll make you laugh and yeah are you kidding? Absolutely not. You get one or the other. You can have both, but then that's your third one gone. They don't. You can't just have like. It's not like saying 
can't have Ant and Deck. It's just you choose one of them. Well, you can't just have Ant. You can't just have Deck. You'd have to have both. Well, then they have to take up two places at your dinner table then. No, that's not fine. I'd have to pick Dwayne Johnson. Just for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. I actually saw that one coming. Okay, so that's not too surprising. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Sorry that uh, your request was denied. Um, Okay, my second one. Now, this is where things go a little bit rogue, I think, with my choices. Um, But in lockdown, I'd say you need to be able to have, like, some interesting conversations and talk about topics that you're actually interested in. So... My second guest, I think, would be um, Anne Frank. Okay, wow. You really... Is so, this when you have a bottle of red wine in and want to get in some deep conversation? Like, hear me out. I would really love to spend a little bit of time with Anne Frank. She's just got so much history, and I'm so intrigued by everything that happened in that little attic. Have you read her book about the, the diary? Anne Frank's diaries it's so interesting I just love to like sit and talk about it all I mean I think it's an amazing choice I feel like my choice of Dwayne Johnson is now just really rubbish (laughs) Um, now that you picked Anne Frank but I think you know that would be great I think you definitely get some good old deep discussions and it'll be very educational for you Lauren I think that's what I need. I think I need a little bit of um, educational um, st- stimulation. <laughs> Honestly, like my my lack of common sense has just deteriorated even further since lockdown. I need to get back out into the real world. So yeah, I think I need someone who could educationally stimulate me. Okay, that okay. Gina DeCampo and Anne Frank. All right, <laughs> and um, my last one. Well, again, I just don't think this is much of a surprise to you, but I would pick Steve Backshaw, you know, Animal Man, because literally I love the Deadly 60. I want his job. Honestly, the dream job. I'd go like shark cage diving, do all that. Think of all the stories that he could tell me, all the animal facts. I'm there. I'm in. So he he would be, he'd actually probably be my favourite guest. Is this you just hoping that you'd like become like a duo from this and you'd just like be his partner in crime that goes on all these adventures with him? Like, imagine, like after he's quarantined with me, he'd be like, that's it. We make the best presenter duo. Poppy and Steve. Wow. So yeah, he'd be my last one. He'd be my deep discussions, but it'll be all about wildlife and nature. I think your three that you've chosen just describe all elements of you perfectly. I feel like I could have picked those for you to be honest. Who was your first again? Dolly Parton. Of course. (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Dolly Parton, Dwayne Johnson, Steve Backshaw. Third guest, your third guest. Not third guest, I keep calling them guests. Quarantine. Oh yeah, yeah, quarantine member. Okay, so my third and final quarantine member, I'd say probably no less weird than Anne, um, but everyone, I think, needs a bit of um, comfort and cuteness during lockdown. So, like, with pets, obviously, people who've got pets at the moment are loving it, apart from if they go to the toilet with you. Um, and there's one particular character that I've always been, like, slightly obsessed with. Um, so my third quarantine member would be Garfield. 
he's just so like chubby and fluffy and cuddly and I just think he'd make time go really really quick and I just think that's what we all like need at the moment isn't it someone to make the or something to make the days go quicker so Garfield would be my third and final member and we could have lasagna together I would do you know what I so totally respect that but you know what I honestly feel like okay you are like the you you do not look like Garfield, but personality wise, sarcasm wise, I think you are on par with Garfield. And the worrying thing is, I feel like I'm on par with Oddie, the dog. <laughs> like, that little, oh, would you be Garfield and would I be Oddie? I'm actually so insulted. <laughs> doesn't 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 Garfield just sit there like wobbling his tummy around, just like eating and sleeping? I swear, there's one point he ate so much he couldn't see his feet. That's so me after a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> and then Odie's the dog and he just sort of follows around Garfield, doesn't he? So yeah, that's you. You call him Odie. I call him Odie. I didn't know what it is. Is it Odie? I think it's Odie. Oh, that's me pronouncing it wrong again. Okay. Gina DeCampo, Anne Frank and Garfield. That is a quarantine you never thought you'd have heard before. But there we go. Yeah, and yours, I think I think you've got the more kind of like, um, what's the word? Like, um, can you help me out? Honestly, I have no words. Dream team? Well, no, it's more kind of, I would, I would, that, yours are quite smart thoughts, I think. Mine, I've got a cat, um, I've got Anne and a charismatic chef. Like, they don't really go, whereas I think yours, you could have a good time with them. But there we go. There we go quarantine but alas i am stuck with my brothers having a sword fight instead thank you for listening to episode three of life without the edit make sure you give us a follow on instagram at without the edit radio and stay tuned for episode four coming soon (laughs) 